Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads. So, Alan, um, we talked right at the end of the last episode about leading by example. Yeah. So really good segue from the which previous episode. Correct. Yeah. So there was a couple of tips that came up. And so after we had finished the last episode, I said, well, hey, Alan's the other Alan is here. <laughs> Those were some excellent tips. Let's do another podcast. Sure. So we put together double back-to-back recordings, which makes it a lot easier for us yes. next week. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll be hearing this next week, but it is this week. Correct. So um, the, the title for this, and this is episode 120. We have our other guest, our other Alan sitting in. Uh, teaching by example, eight things dads can do to positively influence their child. Okay. So a a very uh, common theme we have here is monkey see, monkey do. That phrase comes out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you know, a lot of the things we talk about, sort of the first element of that or the first tip is leading by example. Right. That's kind of a, just, hey, if you want them to do this, you got to do it too. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we put together a list of eight things and how you can influence your child by example. Mm-hmm. So the first one, be polite. Well, I guess I can introduce Alan is here again. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. You, you just, <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first one, this is live. Uh, first one, we don't edit this stuff. Yeah. Uh, first one is be polite. As you were to our guest. I totally. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I've known him for so long. I forget, yeah, right. He's in the room Thanks. sometimes. You should hear the things he says about me. All good. Yeah. Uh, be polite. So they're going to hear you saying, thank you. Please, um, you know, and also how you talk to them. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. It's we expect them to be really polite to us. And then we're, you know, barking orders at them. Right, right. You know, so like it, it's got to be even, you know, it's got to be even. Well, it, it, Alan, you mentioned in the last episode that you and your um, your ex uh, treat each other amicably and politely, I would imagine, in front of your children. or Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge kind of in front of your children. In front, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, in front of our children, you know, all the time. You know, um, you know, we, we, you know, we, we're working our, on our relationship. You go from working on your relationship while you're married to working on your relationship when you're divorced, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's when you stop working that you get into trouble, but yeah, it, you have to set that example. Yeah, right? sure. They see it. They're hearing it. Yeah. They hear it. They understand yeah. that. Um, and also like, you know, how you treat people in general. So that could be like you're at a restaurant and how you talk to the wait staff yeah. or, you know, you're a boss and you talking to your employees. I mean, all those kinds of interactions with yeah. people, uh, they really, they really are paying attention. My father is uh, very well traveled and he said, manners will get you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the main reasons why, because you basically, right. uh, you just you carve your way in any society. As long if you're as you polite, know, if you're polite, right. Yeah. My, my mom used to tell me, she still does. She tells me that, um, that class is something that is innate in a human being, mm-hmm. right? That it's not something that you can buy and that class expresses itself and the way that you treat the world around you. Yeah, you for know? sure. And that, um, you we know, did that in unison, by the way, 
For sure. We said that at the same time. <laughs> you for sure did. <laughs> um, and that, you know, that it's important, you know, to pass that on to your kids. Yeah. That, um, that the way that you present yourself to the world is the way the world will see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That is. I, can I use that on an Instagram <laughs> post? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> um, number two, help others. So, you know, that can be helping family members, helping friends, or even helping your community. Um, involve them in the process if you can, mm-hmm. you know, so not only are they seeing you, that's the most important part, of course, but then they get to participate as well. So that could be, you know, they realize that, you know, you're the person that's helping other members of your family. Um, you know, a neighbor is needing something and you are there to help them. Um, you know, like even in my neighborhood, the neighborhood, everybody's so helpful and friendly. Like, you know, when somebody was in the hospital, everybody made meals like yeah. for the family and like, or, you know, their donation, donation of clothes that goes around or like, you know, it's just like the first thought when you have something or it's something like you no longer need. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, what neighbor could use this? Oh, right. You know, yeah. I mean, like that's the thought because everybody else is so friendly. It, it kind of causes you to be that way as well. Yeah. You know, it's like I remember like I was just talking about to, to my daughter because it was a neighbor who gave her her bike, mm-hmm. you know, and she was like, well, you know when am I going to get a new bike? And I'm like, this bike's perfectly fine. Like, you know, <laughs> you just got this not that long ago, yeah. but also I was thinking, I was like, okay, when she's done with this, who should we give it to? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, Oh, we're going to trash it or, Oh, we're, you know, it's like somebody else can use it. And, and, yeah. and that's one thing. I mean, that's just one example, but, but really helping other people yeah. in need or just, you know, your friends. Or even like simple things. Like I know being at the airport and I see a luggage that's way too big for the person just trying to carry it. Of course. Trying to get it out of the baggage claim. So I'm like, I'll help her. Helping a lady across the street. Old lady across the street. Yeah, exactly. The Boy Scoutish thing. Totally. (laughs) Um, Number three, celebrate diversity. Um, Alan, what do you think about this one? Well, um, you know, the thing that our kids learn from us, right, is the way that we split the world into pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are not born with the ideas of the things that make people different. They learn those from the world as they grow up. Yeah. So, you know, celebrating those differences in a positive light, you know, other people's traditions, uh, sharing in those traditions, sharing your own traditions. It's so important to normalizing the way that your children see, you know, the world around them. Right. Yeah. That um, that they don't see color until someone points it out, you know, and that it's important to create positive ways of engaging those things so that the experiences that they have with the diverse cultures that we live with are positive ones. And so that they root their initial engagement of those other cultures in positive light. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether race, religion. Yeah. Anything backgrounds where somebody's from, you know, anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, I think the other thing too is like just sort of taking an interest in other people's cultures or cultural events. You know, there's obviously like we're in San Diego, there's always and you're in LA, there's always, you know, various cultural events that you can go to or yeah. you can experience and, and even if you don't know it yourself, like yeah. just to kinda 
hey, that's interesting. Let's go learn about that. It's, yeah. it's funny too, because my kids will come back from, you know, from something at school and they're like, hey, I just learned about X, Y, Z. You know, we need to go, you know, we need to go there. Like all of a sudden my dad, you know, my son wants to go to Egypt. I'm like, all right, let's go to Egypt. You know, like, because he's learning about the pyramids. <laughs> Culture is you know? expensive. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't realize what a flight. You know. um, but yeah, that celebrating that diversity is, is, is an yeah. interesting. Thing. And I think the kids, I think you made the good point, is like the kids today too, even more so, I think, than before, don't even realize that the people are different. Yeah. Like they're, it's not even an awareness. Yeah, you know, like well, I, the way I hear my things. kids talk, like they don't describe a kid at school based on their color right. or their. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't. That's not even how they'll engage with the conversation. Yeah, yeah, in some cases, I feel like some of that's being phased out. I wouldn't say it's 100% being phased out. It's both by the people that are raising the children that are helping them. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to say you should ignore the differences. It's that you just, like you said, celebrate them. You say, oh, that's interesting. And Yeah, we're all to, different. We're all different. Celebrate we have, like, that difference. Going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. A lot of way to bridge those gaps are through events, like you said, or through food. Right. Food's My great. favorite way to do yeah. that is through food. Music. I mean, yeah. Music, exactly. Like yeah. all those things, you can just experience each other's rich heritage by enjoying something. Well, I think that's an interesting point is because you know the teaching that like we're all the same we're not all the no, same no no it's not you know so it's true like you're place. like i think the word of celebrating the diversity makes sense i mean it's but it's the idea that you're not seeing people or i, I shouldn't say that you're not you're not explaining or judging or yeah. doing something because of the way somebody looks or the way that they are or something it's it, it could be talking about the person in general right you know um i just know that that's a story like oh there was this one guy and he but you know yeah. Instead of saying like what he looked like. Right. Right. You know, it's not relevant to the story. Yeah. You exactly. know, and so a kid may, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. If it's relevant to the story, then okay. But, yeah. um, so yeah, that's something that I think kids nowadays, I would think at least how I hear my children talk and their friends yeah. is different than how, when I was a kid. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I like it better. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, so, uh, number four, be responsible with money. So we had an episode about teaching your kids about money. And I think that that's something that they're watching, you know, the use of credit cards versus cash. What was that bank um, thing know. that you told me? We did an episode. We we were doing segments. Yeah, the the spend, share, save. Yeah, the three different areas where they put yeah. their money in and then until your kids go, hey, dad, why aren't you saving thirty three percent of your money? Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, spend it on you, kid. Yeah, dad, you don't <laughs> share thirty three percent of your money. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, uh, oh yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's different when you're an adult, right? No, you. Uh, but teaching them. The responsibility of money and everybody obviously has a different, you know, uh, different uh, thoughts on money and mm -hmm. spending and saving and being smart with it. And that's everybody's decision. But, you know, there are certain things that you can let your kids um, sort of help them understand. I think, you know, we had a conversation earlier about like they don't even realize like they get so much stuff. <laughs> that like they don't even like they just ask for everything. I mean, you don't have to give them everything, but right, yeah. yeah. What you were commenting on that? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's tricky, right? Because you want to give your kids everything, uh, but at the same time, you do want to show them behaviors that, that they're going. No, well, they're going to replicate. You know, yeah. down the line. So if they see you recklessly spending money and then later on worrying about other things, right? They're going to think that's normal. 
And so that's where it becomes, you know, tricky. Um, you, you definitely have to figure out a way to set logical limitations, but sometimes those logical limitations are blurry, right? Like you just made the distinction about, you know, parsing your income in thirds, right? What you keep, what you spend, what you share. Um, well, you know, I mean, we do share some of our income in the form of taxes, right? Sure. I mean, so, (laughs) you know, I think we have an out there. Yeah. You know, because I think that's a good way of looking at it. You know, I think that uh, okay, I'm not as bad as I thought. <laughs> Great, I'm sure in your Although tax, my, my tax guy is really smart, so I don't pay as much. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, it's those you know, it's those behaviors that they are going to replicate, whether you like it or not. So being very cognizant about the way that you you know that you engage money, but also. You know, kids at different ages, you can never control the way that they interpret the information you give them. So sometimes if you tell them, no, no, you know, we're not going to spend this money right now because, you know, we want to make sure we have enough for, you know, the rest of our responsibilities. A kid might interpret that as, oh, my God, are we poor? Well, we had that. Yeah, we had that comment instead of saying we can't afford it. It's saying that's not how we choose to spend our money. Mm. That was I really like that. The, uh, Scott came in mm-hmm. and he said, you know, that's you don't want to necessarily create the the idea of scarcity. Yeah. It's really about the choice. Like I'm choosing to spend our money on our mortgage instead of this. <laughs> right. You know, right. That's yeah. or my rent. That's a much more important to me yeah. than water balloons. Right. Yeah. Well, it depends, but (laughs) yeah, some of those water balloons, have you seen those things? (laughs) You can fill a hundred water balloons at one time. Yes. Going off topic, but yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, so number five, express emotion. Um, you know, I think emotions are not good or bad. They just are. That's something that we've learned here. And, um, that in many instances, it's okay for your kids and it's good for your kids to see, Emotion. Now, I will have the take the caveat that it's not always good. You know, there are things that you can be emotional about that might not be good for them to witness. Um, But true emotion, I think, if if they can put it into context, I can give you actually an example. Is like recently, um, I was a little upset, and part of it was is that it was the anniversary of my mother's death. And so my kids sensed, like they can kind of see that I was off and I had a little bit of a tear in my eye or something. And so I I was at first was trying to sort of keep it in like, you know, okay, I'll hold it together until they go to bed and then I'll get, you know, get really upset. And then realizing kind of like what I actually talking to myself, like there's no reason for this. Like they know that it's an important thing for me, that it's an emotional thing. Um, and I'm just, it's okay to have that emotion, you know? And so I actually was like, kind of started crying as I was hugging my son goodnight. And you know, he was like, Oh, what's wrong? And I would just explain, well, I'm, you know, I'm sad. I miss my, miss my mom. And, uh, and then my daughter comes in and then it's like, becomes this like crying fest. Um, but it was, it was good. It was healthy. And I said, you know what? Hey, it's, you know, I'm certainly in a better place now than I was, you know, sort of a dealing with that emotion. Um, but I said, you know, Hey, it's like, we get sad. Like it's it. Yeah. We get sad. Then we say, okay, good. You know, we're done. I'm I'm not sad right now. You know, then we talked about something else and we, we went on. Um, but feeling okay as a dad, as a man, to express that emotion. It's okay. You know, you can be, 
you know, um, you can have emotion and still be strong and masculine and everything else. Exactly. It's not, it doesn't negate from, from, from what you, uh, what you're worried about right, <laughs> you know? right, yeah. or what you're worried other people are going to, are going to think. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it was just, it was something I think that expressing that emotion is, you know, they're able to see that it's okay and it's safe to, you know, to have that emotion. Um, and then also how you deal with it. You know, I wasn't getting upset yeah, and anger stuff around the yeah, house. Yeah, it was or, just like, hey, this is what's going on, and yeah. then I'm good. Like, yeah. you know, I'm talking about it. Right. You know, so, right. Um, so the next one, work hard. Number six. So, Alan, I think you had some thoughts on this too. But if you know you want something, you're going to need to work for it. Yeah. You know, and we're sort of taught work ethic, if you will. I mean, you witnessed that too. I mean, your dad was hardworking, and um, yeah. So, and then hard work pays off in the long term. Yeah. You know, that's something else. Well, that, you know, it's going to take work to achieve anything. I think a lot of kids these days, they try something and if they're not good at it right off the bat, they get frustrated and they beat up on themselves. I'm not good. I was like that with golf. And they give up, you know, (laughs) and, and, you know, uh, teaching them that, that everything takes practice, that nobody just jumps out of bed one day and are the best tennis player in the world or the best soccer player, you know, or the, the uh, most talented mathematician, right? Mm-hmm. All of those things. 10,000 hours. They were, well, I don't, I don't know that even the 10,000 hours thing has been validated yet because <laughs> there was that guy that was yeah. trying to become the professional golfer golfer. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um, and, but it's, it's, it's more about instilling a, uh, you know, a work ethic that is more about understanding that to be good, you need to practice, mm, yeah. that you need to put the work in to be good. If that's what's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, even that, even as a, even as a professional, even as an architect or a designer, you don't get good unless you design. Right. Right. You have to practice. Although you were talented early on that you knew how to do things, but you know, you were th- that's somewhat genetic or something where you have an artistic ability. Well, yeah, yeah. there's ability. I mean, you had the ability to draw and, and do those very early on where you're like, OK, I'm going to foster that and then, you know, continue on. Yeah. But having natural talent does not translate into doing good work. Right. That's, that's True. a great point. True. And I think that's the thing. Is some well, natural like, talent and work ethic is dangerous. I mean, no, that's, that's what, where that's it becomes what's really good. powerful. Yeah, yeah, right. Some people good. are pre- right. genetically predisposed to be whatever, strong or smart or you know, right. good at That's drawing. what a professional athlete, I mean, they're genetically gifted in some yeah. manner, but they also have extreme work ethic. Yeah, there's some people I know who are just as fast and or as strong as a football player, for example, but they're not playing professional football. Right. Because they didn't put the work into it to actually make right. it that their reality. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like that me. dedication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I could fast. I, yeah, no, I, I, I was pretty strong and fast, and I didn't didn't any discipline to become a football. No, that was for a friend of mine who doesn't think I'm an athlete. No, he's listening. So, um, and then uh, so yeah, so working hard is is really important. And then on the balance of that, um, is enjoying your life. You know that they're able to see that you you do enjoy your life. Now, you know the work life balance is really different for everybody. So for those who say, you know, well, you have to find work-life balance, but it's it's very individualized because, you know, people thrive on work. Um, and, and, you know, I can even say for myself as an example, like I really enjoy working. And even it's like, you know, the parts where, Sometimes where my time off is still work in a sense, but it's just maybe a different project like this stuff or something that I really enjoy. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to go hiking 
you know, or that I have to do something. Whereas, but I'm not complaining about it. You know, I'm not complaining. Oh my gosh, I didn't have the time to go exercise. No, I make the time to exercise if I want to exercise. So I I think it, it has to do with your desire for that and not to contradict yourself. That's the important part. Cause like if, if you really enjoy working all the time, great, but it's where you have that contradiction that becomes difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, and how does that, uh, dovetail into your role as a dad? Right. Right. Um, you know, that leading by example thing, right? Yeah, full circle right there. Right, showing them, you know, what's important, what you value. I mean, you do it by example, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Working hard, focusing. Yeah, and that work can be enjoyable. So, like, if they they, they know as an example that I have, like, a meetup, and I and they say, oh, like, what were you doing? I said, oh, I, I had a meetup. I was working really, or I was up, you know, I was doing stuff really late. It's so enjoyable. I really, really, you know, and I, they hear that feedback, it's not, oh, I was up late doing, you know, I was, I had this obligation and I had to do this. Like I, I already know that I can't complain about what I'm doing because I'm choosing to do it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to spend my time that way. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to complain about it, I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> like True, that's, yeah. it's very Gary V, you know, yeah, like that's yeah. kind of the philosophy. It's like, sure. if you're not complaining, then you're good. Then you won. Yeah. But if you are complaining that you don't have time for X or you're complaining the opposite and saying, I don't have time or I'm not making enough money mm. or or such, but yet you're spending a lot of leisure time. Mm. It just it's not that's not the right balance for you then. Right. You know, so it's just it's kind of it's gauging that complaint. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is number eight, taking care of yourself. Uh, and I think this means, you know, mind, body, spirit sort of encompasses all those things that, you know, that whether you, you know, you can practice meditation or you do yoga or you exercise versus, you know, also eating healthy, et cetera. I mean, that, you know, children are going to see that you take care of yourself um, if that is something that you value. And I think most people value it to a certain extent. It's just to what extent. You know, Um, I mean, nobody wants their kid to have health problems as a result of their, you know, not dieting or, you know, not eating well and, um, you know, being sedentary. Um, But it doesn't mean you go work out at the gym every day. You know, it's kind of whatever your balance is and knowing that you're healthy and that you, you know, take care of yourself and care about yourself. So you would would hope at least that that's the thought pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but I, I can see that this is very this is my opinion. You know, this is my <laughs> sure. opinion because that's something that's important in my life. There yeah, are other sure people. Podcast, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, but but I know that there's other people that that may not be as important. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, I mean, they don't I care get, about the food. That, you can see it. That's kind know? of my point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think about that, Alan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I was I was just you know listening to your words and painting pictures in my head based on those, and you know, it is your behaviors, right? I mean, this is. You know, live a good life. Yeah. Live the life that you would hope your kid would live. Yeah. Would live, right? Yeah. No, for sure. Um, you know that example, those powerful examples. Um, they are what your kid is going to pattern themselves after, either positively or negatively. You have right. no, you know, you, 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 that's the most influence you're ever going to have on your child is the way that you act in front of them, and it's challenging. Nobody does it perfectly. You know, I know that I'm challenged all the time. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, as much as I can be aware and as much as I can, um, 
I can mediate and moderate the, the things that are challenges for me and, and share them with them so that they hopefully understand a little bit about where where some of those frustrations come from sometimes. I think that's good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, some of these things are very obvious, you know, but um, but sometimes obvious things are what we miss. Yeah. You know, because sure. I think we take them for granted. It's sort of, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very, very interesting. And, and I think. Um, I actually, I was talking to somebody once about, um, they don't exercise and they said, well, I just can't find the motivation. I said, well, what if you knew that your children were watching you and cause they are. (laughs) And he actually said, you know what? That actually would change me. That would change (laughs) me. And I said, and that's, so if you have difficulty with many of, with many things of whether it's motivation or such, if you, maybe if you can think of it as saying, Hey, what if I do these things to show my child how they need to be done or how they should be done? Yeah. Because sometimes we do need that motivation, whether that be, you know, hey, I need to take a little bit more breaks and enjoy myself a little bit more. Or, hey, I need to, you know, eat better or I need to exercise or, hey, maybe I need to, like, you know, help the community a little more. And so, you know, and if you start looking at some of those things that they're going to help you, but they're really going to help your kids see what they should be doing. Yeah. You know, and that and could in be turn, an it will help you. Yeah. And that could be an extra motivator. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if anybody has any ideas or amazing things that they think dads can positively do to influence a child, what should they do? Alan email us at podcast at dudes You should also get a hold of us on Twitter at dudes to dads, Facebook dudes to dads com, and then go to YouTube stitcher and or iTunes, Apple podcast, whatever it's called now, uh, and subscribe to our channel at dudes to dads. You could probably find us at any of those stand channels, subscribe, leave a comment, preferably a nice one <laughs> and uh, five stars at least. Uh, and it'll help us grow the, the networking channel. We do like optimization as they call it. Optimization. Yeah, get to the top. Yeah. Most listened. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's well, we're driven. Right? <laughs> that's our motivation. Another topic coming up. <laughs> all right. So with that, Alan, Alan, yes. and Alan, all imagine right. if we had a third Alan. Yeah. I want to have Alan on the show all the time. So you have, I, you're just surrounded by Alan. <laughs> there you go. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, no, but thank you again for sticking around yeah, right. um, and actually pleasure. giving us a uh, good the topic. I mean, that was, it was sort of this organic thing that like, I was like, Ooh, that was some good, you gave us some good meat. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know me and Oh, carne, meat. Carne asada, <laughs> That's <right. true. laughs> no, we have to talk. I just had some over the weekend. Okay. So with that, thank you guys. And uh, we will see you next time. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.